Hello there. This is the Psychology Report. Today I would like to address a very critical issue in our lifestyle and how we handle events in our life, whether we survive them or not. And that has to do with resilience. Now that is, who's the resilient one? Who succeeds and who fails? Who's healthy and who's sick? Who is healthy and gets well, and who's healthy and does not uh, get sick at all, or rarely? And who gets sick and then gets sicker, as compared to getting weller, if you will? Okay, now, resilience. Very critical to our life, because it's the basis on which we not only live a healthy life, but we have a life that resists stress. We have a life that deals with events that occur in our life, such as trauma, or unwanted disappointment, or hurts, or accidents, or injuries, or illnesses, or just events that kind of are defeating and discouraging. The resilient one overcomes these and moves forward and lives a life of achievement and success and accomplishment in spite of events that happen in his life. So where do you fit on the resilience scale? Are you a 10 on resilience or are you a 1? Are you at midpoint? Are you somewhere up on the positive end of the scale on resilience? Well, let's take a look at one way we can figure that out. One way is to look at the way that you think. That is, if you think in certain ways, you have a tendency towards resilience and you have a tendency to build resilience and to gain greater resilience and achieve a, a greater sense of resilience of your life. So you can handle situations as they come along. I sometimes refer to these as thinking advances or the positive ways that we think that results in resilience. Let's take a look at seven of them. Take a note as you kind of walk through these We're with Amelia. Emotional regulation. This is a positive thing. Emotional regulation, which means that you have emotional states, you have emotional feelings, but you regulate them. You say to yourself the word calm and the word slow it down or take it easy or rest or just uh, be at peace and go slower. Slow things down a little bit. That's emotional regulation. Can you regulate your own emotions and not let them kind of escalate out of control? Okay, that's number one. Number two is impulse control. Are you able to con control your impulses? Can you be able to say, not now, or we'll do that later, or no, we don't do that. That's something we just don't do. Can you control the impulse of wanting to act or to do something that would be inappropriate and certainly self-destructive? Can you control that tendency to want and to have it now? Okay. Now, what about number three? Problem solving. Do you think in terms of problems and the solving of those problems? It's all right to have problems. It's all right to think about having problems. It's all right to look forward into life as being full of problems, if you will. Not just successes and achievements, but what problems are ahead of you. Do you anticipate those? Do you scan the future for possible problems, 
But do you approach those problems from a point of view of solving them, being ready for them, taking an approach to resolve them in some kind of way? So it's problem-solving thinking that adds to resilience. Okay, here's another one. Self-efficacy. That just means that do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you're a capable person? Do you believe that you, do you believe you're a competent person? Do you believe that you're a full person who can act and who can accomplish, who can do things and can achieve and can excel and can handle life? Are you able to handle life and look at it positively? If you are, that leads towards resilience. Okay, here's another one. Realistic optimism. You know, it's important to be optimistic, but sometimes we can be optimistic to a, to a fault. It's kind of false optimism, exaggerated optimism. That isn't good thinking. That's not good thinking. Everything is not wonderful. Everything is not beautiful. Everything is not gold. Everything is not glitter. It has to be realistic optimism. That's how we have to think if we're going to have resilience. We have to look at the world kind of from a positive, optimistic point of view, but realistic. There will be problems. There will be setbacks. There will be determinations, points. We have to make decisions. Sometimes those will be hard to make. Sometimes those will be easy to make. Sometimes you won't do them very well. Sometimes you will. But can you look forward in an optimistic way, but be realistic about it? And number six, empathy. Do you have empathy? Do you think empathetically? Do you care for other people? Do you feel for other people? Do you have compassion for other people? Can you get a sense of the feelings of other people and the uh, frustrations of other people and the discouragements of other people and the depression of other people and the put-downs that other people might feel? Do you have a sense of that? Can you empathize with them? Can you get into their shoes a little bit? Can you get under their skin a little bit and feel some of the feelings that other people have? If so, you're going to have resilience. And then lastly, the thinking pattern of reaching out. That is to connect with other people, to reach out and to become part of the world, become part of the world of other people. Let other people become part of your world. That is, get beyond yourself. Go out, reach out, meet new people, go into new situations, go into new activities, go into new places, but reach out so that you expand your world, you expand your friendships, you expand the social circle of relationships that you have. You expand it so that you're not just into yourself or into just your own little family, but that you have a world out there that you become part of and that you reach out to, and you're not afraid of it. So those are thinking advances. Those are positive thinking patterns. If you think in those ways, you'll tend to develop that sense of resilience. You'll have that sense of resilience so that when things come along that are tough, you'll stand up. When you fall down, you'll get up and go again. When you're sick, you'll get well. When you're discouraged, you'll overcome that and look forward and move forward. You look at the future as being positive and hopeful and a reasonable place in which to live. Okay, now, those are your positive thinking patterns. Let me now just briefly give you seven thinking traps. If you're going to have resilience, you can't think this way. This is the way we don't think, okay? So first I've told you how to think. Now I'm going to tell you how not to think if you're going to have resilience. 
going to build resilience in your life. Okay, number one, personalization. Don't personalize problems. That is share problems. If problems come into your life, failures come into your life, disappointments come into your life, it's not only all your fault. It's maybe the fault of somebody else, or maybe they're partly your fault, or maybe circumstances, or maybe situations were just such that it brought about a failure, or brought about a discouragement, or brought about a difficult time you know, for you in your life. Don't see everything from the point of view that you are the cause and that you are the one that was targeted and that it was because of you that all things went to pot. Okay? That's personalization. Number two, externalization. Thinking externally. That is, are all problems caused by somebody else outside of yourself? Are all solutions have to come as a result of somebody else's efforts? That's externalizing. Internalizing, which is the opposite, is you were a contributing factor to a problem. Maybe 20%, maybe 40%, maybe 80%, who knows? But you are part of that. So you take personal responsibility. Sure, there were external factors operating, but not totally. But you look at the solution as coming from yourself. Maybe other people can help. Maybe other situations can be changed, and maybe the certain circumstances can be changed. But you will have to take responsibility to resolve the problem solve the problem and move on in life so don't just externalize take responsibility internalize if you will okay number three magnification and minimization you know and magnify we see a problem as being way greater than it really is catastrophize if you will every problem is just the end of the world that's the way you think it's pretty negative you're not going to have resilience or if you minimize it, because they say, yeah, that's a problem, no big deal. When it really is, when we try to kind of play it down and try, try to deny and try to overlook and, you know, kind of deny that there is a problem at all, that doesn't help either, because you'll never solve it, and then that problem will just linger, and it'll get you at some point in time. It'll bite you. So, next, mind reading. Don't mind read. Don't mind read. Don't give yourself into the idea that you know what other people are thinking or that you're going to try to interpret what other people are doing, feeling, thinking. Ask them. Have them express themselves. And don't let people read your mind. Speak. Speak up. Express yourself. Let other people just kind of know how you think and how you feel. Mind reading both ways is not good. You have to speak up and you have to ask questions rather than just assume that you know what other people are thinking, or that other people assume what you're thinking. Pessimism. That's another one. Pessimism. To look at life in a kind of a negative, pessimistic manner. You can be overly optimistic, but you can also be overly pessimistic. And that is the idea to see things from the worst possible option. To see things as always going to be the very worst possible outcome. That's pessimism. You know, things hardly ever turn out that way. Hardly ever become the worst possible result of a situation. It's usually something somewhat less. But we sometimes get into that pessimistic thinking, and then that just drives us down into depression. Number six, overgeneralize. Don't do that. Don't overgeneralize. Don't get the idea that all people are good, or all people are bad, or all people are out to get you. All people are critical. All people, you know, have some kind of uh, 
negative feeling about you and don't like you or are out to get you in some kind of way. Overgeneralizing is kind of almost like being paranoid sometimes. So don't overgeneralize. Sure, there may be somebody that doesn't like you. Maybe there's somebody that has preferences for somebody else rather than you. Maybe somebody doesn't like the way you do things. Maybe somebody doesn't like certain things about you. But not everybody. Okay, and number seven, emotional reasoning. You got a reason. Yeah, but you reason with the facts of a situation, not just the feelings associated with the situation. If you're going to buy a car, sure there's a lot of feelings about that. Color, shape, size, speed, power, all that kind of stuff. Those are facts. But you know, we also have a lot of feeling about a car. What it looks like, the color of it, what it meant to you, what memories it brings about, what associations there are with it, what you think you can do with it and all that. Well, it's kind of emotions. You don't make your decisions on the basis of emotion. You make your decisions on the basis of facts and emotion. You put those together, and that's where wisdom comes in. Wisdom is always at the point where you blend the facts of a situation with the feelings associated with that situation, and then you make a decision. But you let facts rule. You let facts come into the decision-making process, not just how you feel about something. So it's kind of like saying how you feel about something or how you think about something. But you have to kind of ask the question, what are the facts of a situation and what are the feelings I have about it? So if you're going to have resilience, there's two things you have to look at. How to think and how not to think. You see? And those have to be blended together. So if you listen to this podcast a second time, maybe you'll catch it. But get that idea. Of It's your thinking process that makes you a person of effectiveness, a person of resilience, a person of strength, a person of character, a person of moving forward in life, a person that stands up against the powers and the pressures and the stresses of the day and not fall to them and fall under them and be crushed by them. Not the matter of, it's not stress living, it's stress less living. So this has been the Psychology Report, and I hope it's helpful to you as you develop your own resilience in life, okay? Go to my podcast, Books by Hedberg. I mean, pardon me, my website. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and um, you'll get some books there that will be very helpful in the building of resilience in children's lives, particularly my book, Dr. Teach Me to Parent. In there, I talk about ways in which you can help children develop some resilience and and be effective and be strong and effective and positive and achieving and successful in their life. So it's a good book for you. Anyway, nice to have you with me. Bye for now.